Right now, new and returning vidIQ customers can buy one month of vidIQ and get the second month free. This offer is going on until July 31st and can be used towards a purchase of either a pro or boost level account. All you have to do is visit vidIQ.com bonus. If you've been looking to unlock our full suite of tools, now is a great time. You have until July 31st, vidIQ.com bonus. I have to imagine a lot of business owners have considered using YouTube in one way or another as a part of their marketing strategy. Now, it's one thing to purchase ads, but today that's not exactly what we're talking about. That's pretty straightforward. What if you have a business and you want to grow an organic following using YouTube? You offer different products and services. You have employees you have to manage. There's inventories to keep up with, trends to stay on top of. So it begs the question, is it worth your time to sit down and then start a YouTube channel? And from there, who is in charge of setting up the camera, the lights, editing the videos? And these are all investments that any business would have to consider that's time and money. Well, today we're here to break all of that down and more. And the coolest part is, even if you don't run a business that sells a product or a service, I still think you can get a lot out of this episode. Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. Welcome back to the Tube Talk podcast. I am Dan Carson, joined as always by Mr. Rob Wilson. Hello, everybody. Welcome, listeners. Dan, how are you? I am great. How are you? I am awesome, but I do want to announce that I have just had my first vaccine shot. Uh, so other than a, oh. a bruised arm, uh, everything is going well. So I am vaccinated. Get vaccinated when you get the opportunity. Congratulations. Uh, our guest today is returning to to talk. Miss Desiree, how are you? What up? How is everyone doing today? Great. Host of the Women of YouTube podcast, of course. We are so glad to have you back. Would you like to remind everybody a little bit about you and what you do on the YouTubes? Sure. So my association with vidIQ is, again, we partner together for the Women of YouTube podcast, where we are telling the stories and journeys of women YouTube creators. We go over things like how they got started, what business looks like for them, and of course, giving advice for other YouTube creators so that they can have more success on their journey. What I do on the YouTubes is I have a YouTube channel dedicated to helping you grow your business with better social media and content marketing. I do a ton around social media theory and tutorials and how to do things so that you're able to make sure that what you're doing for your online marketing is actually getting you results, which is not something a lot of businesses struggle with for sure. It can be really tough, especially if you have a business to run and now there's this opportunity, you know, to, to market in all these fun ways, including YouTube. And uh, it's good you mentioned that because that is what we're talking about today is if you are somebody who has a small business and you're trying to make it there on YouTube, we're hopefully here to help. So uh, <laughs> why don't we set the stage here and uh, describe just what types of channels this we might be talking about here. So what we're talking about in this is people that have a business and they're wanting to use YouTube to drive leads to said business. Now, this is, I think, really anything. I feel like with what we're talking about, like we're kind of excluding like online businesses from the sense of like e-commerce stores. Like if you have a membership site or if you sell like digital product or anything like that, but you have like a service or a product that you do. 
you want to get traffic to it. And YouTube is a fantastic way to do that. But it has a different, I think, methodology and content creation around it. Yeah, it can be. The, the type of advice I typically give on YouTube is is all about taking something and teaching people, like providing that value and stuff. But when your goal is to drive sales, mm-hmm. you know, and you're, you're used to doing that through, say, ads, I mean, we're going to make a commercial and you enter the world of YouTube. It's, it's not really you can certainly put ads on YouTube, but we're talking about organic videos. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that that I just want to say off the top is that if you own a business, you probably have something that a lot of people don't. You know, and one one example that comes to mind is like dog grooming, right? So if you have a dog grooming business, you get to see all these dogs all the time. And, you know, you have this whole set that if someone else wanted to start a dog grooming channel, they'd have to, you know, build that from scratch. But you you have it. You're already all set. I think that the thing that people, I think that this is something I, so what I do is with my, so I'm a service-based business, right? So that's why I understand this, I think, really well. Um, I use my YouTube channel to drive traffic to my social media and video marketing agency where we basically do the work for them. I'm a strong believer that you should not do everything in your business. And like my mantra is stop doing shit you hate. I think that if there's something in your business that's keeping you from having success that you hate doing or that is a time suck or something you're not good at, you shouldn't be doing it. That's why so many people have lawyers and accountants and you know housekeepers and things like that. And I think that marketing is one of those things as well. And so we step in and do it for it. Well, The reason I got on YouTube is my husband was in the Air Force at the time and we got orders to move to South Korea and my agency employs military spouses. And so I was like, if I have no way to network my business, like I did a ton of networking, going to events and speaking and all this kind of stuff. I have no way to do that. How am I supposed to keep the agency growing? How am I supposed to continue to put these military spouses to work? And so YouTube came to me like YouTube is what I did. And and the methodology that I adopted was I'm going to solve problems people have around social media marketing. And in turn, I'm going to become the trusted expert. And they're just going to have this conclusion of like, this is too much work. I'm just going to hire Desiree to do it. And like, so that's like the thought process that goes into it. Now, because I work on the internet, I'm not limited to a location. So some of the things that people run into, especially around like when I, my business is living in a city specific where the five to 10 mile radius of my location is where the vast majority of my customers come from. You do run into some of the issues like, okay, YouTube has no like near me. Like when you go to Google and you're like, I need a restaurant near me. Right. And you want to see what's in your area. YouTube doesn't have that. Like YouTube doesn't have a location specific way to search for content. So if you are a dentist or a mechanic and you only service people in like Phoenix or Wisconsin or even, you know, British Columbia or wherever it is, you're when you people are searching how to properly brush my teeth or how to do my own oil change or whatever, anyone anywhere can show up. And so like, how does that help my service based business? Right. So it's really dialing in on like some of these solutions which we can go over and figuring out like how how that would work. But I do believe that the strategy across the board that comes across, if you have a business service-based product base, and you're trying to get leads, how you get leads is through problem solving content. Do you think um, 
because you've talked, you have sort of mentioned here, like, um, I guess, location boundaries. And I've always wondered, is Facebook a better place for local businesses? But that is a very naive, naive question. Uh, so I'm just wondering, I guess, when you're first speaking to a client, Desiree, do you um, push a a person to a particular video platform or does it depend on the client? So here's, I think what it is. So I believe YouTube is the foundation of anything anyone should be doing in market. I get to pick how somebody markets their business online. It starts with creating problem solving videos because that problem solving video can be turned not only into something that can be on a national Mm -hmm. stage, but it also can be turned into something that's used on a local stage. So I can use that same video natively posting it to Facebook, natively posting it to Instagram TV, natively posting it to LinkedIn. I can take that video and turn it into a blog post that I, I, and embed the video onto my website and give myself the SEO boost that is needed for the search with the near me or the zip code or the city like information and metadata that's attached to it. And I'm able to use that video to turn into other pieces of content. Like I can divide it up into social sharing content. I can use part of that video for a targeted ad for my area. So is that when you start with problem solving videos, they keep working for you. The, the thing about YouTube that's so different than social is the longevity. And we yeah. we know this as YouTube experts is, I don't know experts right where, but we this is where we spend all of our time. Evergreen is like where it's at, especially in problem solving stuff. Like a video on how to change your oil for a 2020 Honda isn't going to change. So you can corner the market by creating that video and then it's just going to keep working for you. Let's uh, let's put this as a a practical example. And let's say I'm a, a real estate agent in Houston, Texas. What might be the the wrong way to create content and the right way to create content uh, sure for such a creator so i think the wrong way to create content when you're in a real estate agent especially in a big city like houston or phoenix yeah. or anything like that is creating content for houston yes houston is like one of the biggest cities in america and so it's one of those things it's like that's not targeting like and a, a a point to, to, to do in your YouTube channel is knowing exactly who you talk to and who you service. And if who you service isn't Houston, but in fact, this suburb of Houston, you got to create content for that suburb of Houston. And then I think the things that people also do that doesn't work is house tours. I don't think house tours really work all that great because the person that's doing the house tour is trying to sell that home. And right mm-hmm. now when we're recording this in 2021, there is not a, is not hard to sell homes right now because there's such a demand and such a shortage. So it, that doesn't make sense. However, what you can do in turn is like, okay, how to buy your first home in the suburb of Houston, how to sell your first home in the suburbs of Houston, how to buy more property, how to stage your home, how, like, what features do you want in a Houston home, right? We've all had people moving from California to Texas. Like, it's, that's one of the biggest migrations right now. So the things that you have in California are not going to be the same things that you have in Texas. What are the things I'm looking for? What are the features that I can expect? What are the things I should do? You can use city comparisons, cost of living in suburb of Houston versus the cost of living in LA, San Diego, San Francisco, you know, the big New York city, like wherever you're trying to do by being able to solve problems 
you're going to be able to get leads in that way, shape or form. It's a very, like, that's a really, using real estate is a really great example because if oftentimes if you're trying to do it in a specific area by just using that keyword as like your foundation for your title and your content, the leads are only going to come for people who want to move to where you are or sell from where you are. Mm-hmm. So like, that's a really specific example. And then of course, consistency, like you have to show up regularly on a schedule. And again, we talk about that all the time. That's a YouTube standard across the board, but it's just one of those things like that's how you do that kind of business effectively and wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, mistakes that we we see all the time, I think I, I think businesses could could easily fall into some of these pitfalls. You know, th- these are some of the mistakes we see with channels that are real estate based. What what are some other types of channels that are, I guess, or t- businesses, I should say, that are kind of approaching YouTube in, in the wrong way? I w- I'm trying to think of another example. Real estate was such a good one. Um, if you if you do, let's just go back to brick and mortar for a second. If you do have a storefront of some kind, but you can ship anywhere, right? Uh-huh. Uh what what are like what would you say is the wrong and right way to handle that? So let's use let's use the mechanic as the example, right? So mm. a mechanic is trying to teach people how to to fix things on their car, like how to change their oil, or like this is what this means. This is how you know your battery's dead. This is how you know your air conditioning isn't working. Is your car making this sound? This is probably what it is. How someone can create that video to solve that problem. And still be able to get leads to their local business outside of what I had suggested before about like posting in their social channels, adding as a blog to your website. You have to have a way to make revenue outside of people just coming to your establishment. And I know that seems a little counterproductive if like what you do is a service. Again, my business is service-based, but because I know what I do, I have other ways to make revenue as well. So whether I'm collecting people, whether you collect someone's email address to send them deals, information, news, how to do something, um, you want to make sure that you can tie in an additional stream of revenue. It is wrong to just create video content, hope that it will lead you to your service. Because if you're not, like if all you're doing is helping people in Florida, but you live in Wisconsin, that's not doing anything for you. And it becomes a waste of your time. Unless it's, I was like doing this because it's fun, which I think that no one in business does. No one in business creates something for fun when they're trying to convert sales. We have limited amount of time. All of our marketing efforts have to be very strategic and specific. And so if you're not, one, using the content to target your local demographic and two, collecting people's information for leads to then have alternate streams of income, it, it becomes a waste of your time. This episode of Tube Talk is brought to you by vidIQ's Trend Alerts tool. Think Google Alerts, but specifically for YouTube trends. This tool is great for planning your next video as it helps you stay on top of trending topics within your niche. Provided you have vidIQ installed on your Chrome or Firefox browser, you'll find it on the left-hand sidebar the next time you're in your YouTube studio. Once there, you can create an alert and enter keywords for it and set the parameters. So, for example, I could have a channel that covers iPhones. And I may want an alert that includes things like iPhone, iPhone 12, or even Apple event. Then I can set up my alert to email me whenever a new video hits, say, 500, 1,000, or even 10,000 views an hour. So if suddenly I get an email and see 20 new videos all talking about iPhone 27 rumors, and they're all each getting about 500 views an hour... 
I know that something's probably going down and I had better hit record. The Trend Alerts tool is free when you sign up with vidIQ, so visit vidIQ.com, install the extension, and start creating Trend Alerts today. What about the production of an actual video? So here's the thing, like everything we're talking about right now for a lot of listeners is probably like, we're getting ahead of a, a lot of things here. I don't even know how to put together a video. To me, it's, you it's should kind be of... by now, Dan. What's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, it, it's... You threw me off completely. Why did you do <laughs> I do that? apologize? <laughs> Just the way you phrased it. That was the listeners. I was bringing them into the show. Just trying to bring them in. I, th- I think you're talking about how a business person doesn't how, know how to make a video. I think that's it, where you were leading. That's, where I, that's what I was getting at. And I didn't want to insult anybody. But even if you do know how to make content for YouTube or, or anything, maybe you don't have the, the time you know, so now it's a question of should I hire people to to do that? And is that is that worth the cost? You know, YouTube quote unquote experts, what can you tell me about that? Okay, so I think when everyone needs to stop believing that they don't have what it takes to create a video. Every single person has a cell phone anymore. Like I, I can't think of anybody in my life. Even my grandmother, she's 82. My grandmother has a smartphone, right? Like everyone has a phone. And if you have a phone, you can take a video. And while it does not, it's not going to be the level of like where vidIQ is at 850,000 subscribers with like production values and editing and all these like good quips and good timing and good editing. Like that's not that was important is creating the video that solves the problem. It's not so much the production value. It's what the video is about, like what is going into it. And in that case, that's when. You have to like, this is why having the plan in place or knowing what your video is going to be about is so important. Your videos need to solve people's problems, right? The problem that someone who is a mechanic has is that something is wrong with their car. Their car is making some real noise. They don't know how to do something, trying to figure out what something is. Everyone kind of knows you have to get an oil change and all that kind of stuff, but it's the other stuff that becomes problematic, right? So if you can solve someone's problem, how to, what this means for this car and do it and you can show it have one of your people hold it or you can get like a selfie stick or you know if you want to get super fancy get like the switch pot or something which most people don't even know about unless you're in our world but just hold that phone up and just take it to it and solve the problem and answer the question and that is good enough to get you started and if you find that it's successful if you find that you like it, if you find that it's something that's going to be good for you then you go into the next step okay what is the next step of this okay what is the proper structure of a video to convert what I'm trying to do. What do I do to make sure that they know that they need to come to me to get this fixed? You know, what do I do to collect their information? What do I do with this video besides put onto YouTube? How do I put it onto YouTube correctly? These are all obvious questions that people ask, or again, what's it, or do I just hire somebody to do this for me? Right. And again, that's like where my service-based business comes in um, or other local people can do that kind of stuff as well. So it's, it's always the same thing. Like when you start, you, you're terrible. Everyone starts when they're it's terrible and you have to progressively get better and figure things out and talk to people. And once you know, you'll, it, it once it, you'll know once it starts converting for you when you start seeing sales and you start seeing views and you start getting results. So at first, if, if people don't want to take that plunge, it's it's probably recommended not to not to overthink it. Use your cell phone, make it as nice as you can, you know, maybe look up some editing tutorials, 
I don't even think you need to edit. I don't think you even need to edit. That's true. I think you, I tell people, everyone, every person I talk to, how do I get started with YouTube? I don't care what you're, whether you are a gamer or whether you are the dentist down the street, the way to get started with your channel, brand spanking new, is you need to create 10 videos around 10 questions you get asked all the time. All right. So the dentist, how do I brush my teeth properly? How do I floss properly? Does my kid need to come to the dentist? You know, why are my teeth hurting? How do I get cavities? Like these are questions. And to begin to the other spectrum, you know, with the gaming and stuff, it was like, okay, Minecraft, how do I get started with Minecraft? How do I make my character a boy or a girl? How do I create a track? How do I get a dog? How do I, you know, like there's all these base questions that you can start with. And the base questions are important because it shows you how to get started. Like you can work through the growing, the establishing pains by figuring out how those videos are. You launch your channel with those 10 questions and then you have to have the next set committed. Like I need in addition to having these 10 up to establish my channel. The next step is I need to have my next 10 videos planned out to do every single week. I can do them as a live stream or I can do them as like a pre-record situation. Or maybe it's like over the 10 weeks of me getting this done, I had these things pop up and I decided to make a video about it because it just so happened this thing was broke in my mechanic store and I needed to show this. Someone just so happened to come in with this issue that happens frequently enough that I want to show it. I'm going to film them doing this with their mouth, you know, like, like all of like that kind of stuff. So knowing that you can create content and, and keep pushing it out to solve problems is how you build it up. And then you can, I, if you want, when you want to get better, then it's a matter of like turning to VidIQ. Okay, VidIQ, how do I make better titles? How do I find a keyword? Or what is a keyword? How do I find a keyword? What do I do with this video? Oh, I need to add my name and my phone number to my shop or my store or my whatever here at the bottom in the bottom third. Okay, I need to go get that somewhere. How do I, how do I get that made? Like it all starts to build on top of itself. I don't think anyone gets into YouTube without having an understanding of like, this is like YouTube. It's something that I should do because it can help me get leads. I just don't know how that works yet. You know, I, I have a guy that has come to me recently. He's a realtor in um, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And he is like, we have this YouTube channel. I have this like significant amount of followers, but my YouTube channel is crap. I need someone to step in to take care of it and do it so that we can use this to convert more leads for my whole real estate company, not just for me as an agent, right? So it's so many different things that you get to a point where you want to know more and do more with anything in business, especially when it's working for you or you like it or you're seeing results or it's helpful. And that's when the education pile starts to happen. I think another side of this as well is, especially for a business, your time is so valuable that you don't, to begin with, want to spend too much creating the content per se. You do want to just, as you say, Desiree, get some a couple of 10 simple ideas, crank out some content, and build some efficiency and confidence through that. The last thing you want to be doing is starting a video on maybe a, a Wednesday afternoon and you're still working on it Friday morning and you have tons of emails and business responsibilities that have sort of overtaken no, you, 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 the priorities still have to be there for, for a business owner. Yes. Business owners are number one commodity is time. Mm. And that's why the longer someone is in business is why they become more expensive. You're paying for the years of experience and you're paying for them to do something right. Like there's this quote that says, 
Um, it might take me only 30 minutes to do this, but you're paying for the 10 years it took me to figure out how to get it done in 30 minutes, right? So when we as business owners, our time is so valuable for us. We need the things that we're doing to help grow our business to be very specific and very strategic. And if you're doing YouTube right, especially when you're doing YouTube right, you need to have a way to like, I'm going to record a video and hand it off to someone who takes care of all these other details to make sure that it performs the way it's supposed to. There's a concern that kind of popped in my head that maybe someone who's kind of even thinking about YouTube might, might have to worry about. Maybe, maybe we can address this. So going back to the mechanic example, if you have a series of videos that answer like the most 10 simple questions a mechanic would, would typically run into anyway, and so you make 10 videos that solve those problems, are you as a mechanic worried that you're making your business less stable? Because now for free, you're basically saying, don't come here. This is how you solve this problem. Or do you think mm-hmm. it builds some, some trust? I think that you'll get both. I think more often than that, you'll get trust. You'll establish expertise. And again, there's the other factor of it. Like it's not just I'm giving away the milk for free. I'm also giving away the milk for free to people that I couldn't even help if they live. Like I couldn't even help anyway because they don't live near me. Right. That's why every single video. And I think I talked about this last time I was on the show. Every single video that you make needs to have the intention of capturing their information, right? It is not hard for a mechanic to say, hey, if you're trying to figure out, you know, if you're here watching this video about how to change your oil, you definitely want to go grab my checklist. It's going to show you 10 things that every car you need, you need to pay attention to for at every car, right? Like whatever, like however that would be, you know, for a real estate agent, here's my relocation guide coming to Baton Rouge with my relocation guide, or if you're selling a home. Here's every, here's my checklist of what you need to do to get an extra $30,000 out of your home for selling it. Right. Like you have to always be, always be hustling. Like I don't want to say always be hustling. We always have to be understanding that the objective of what you're doing is to capture data so that you can sell to them because you might not sell to them today. You might not sell to them tomorrow, but you want to have that, their information to sell to them eventually. Selling to them isn't always like, go buy my thing. Selling to them could be like, Hey, here's an affiliate link to this thing I'm doing that could make that makes changing your oil change like super easy. You get done ten minutes, or you know, here is this new restaurant is opening up in this side of town, and I have a ten percent off coupon because that company's paid me money to have access to my list, and I've sponsored this email blast. Right? There's so like the whole objective is to get emails. My first year, actually, I actually want to say like my first year and a half on on YouTube when I was collecting data. I didn't do anything with it. I just sat there just collecting my email list. So I was ready and had something that I wanted them to pay attention to and buy, which was I want them to watch these specific videos. I want them to click on these specific links. I want them to buy a specific product. I want them to um, check out this specific service that I'm offering. I want them to go buy my book. I want them to join my membership. Like I really like built up when I was ready. I had these alternative revenue streams to do. And I truly believe, and I think that we've learned this through COVID, cannot just have one stream of income as a business owner because you never know when the shoe is going to drop. You never know when something out of your control will happen and you're going to have to completely change course, but it's not nearly as financially detrimental if you have these other things in place at the same time. Desiree, I'd love your insight into the the psychology behind this uh, of a, I guess, transitioning a satisfied viewer 
on a YouTube video who's got the value they want because they searched for it into a engaged lead? Like, how do you get them from, um, you've shown them how to change their oil. How do you get them from that point to maybe an email list? Is there any sort of, uh, yeah, I guess, psychological tactics and strategies within the video you might do? Because this is something we do at vidIQ. We give lots of YouTube growth tips and tricks. But how do we get them to download our software, even if we're not maybe talking about our software? So every video has call to action, right? or call to actions tend to be subscribe to my channel. And I think that while that's helpful, I would much rather have someone's email than someone subscri- subscribe onto my channel. Cause I can have subscribers. I can never see my videos again. Yeah. Right? If they have the bell, they might, they find out I had a video, but they, and they might watch it. Right. But if I send them an email and I send my list an email every single Friday, with my latest video and like what's happening in my life and, and giving them information that's rel- relevant to their business to help them. They open my, my, my email open rates are about 35 to 40%. Like this is really high for email list because people know what to expect from me. And, and, and I've also let my personality shine through, not just in my videos, but also my social content and definitely in my email list where I'm like, this is how I am. This is who I am. This is what I'm going through. This is what's going on in my life. This is like, I, I always just think at the bottom of my email list, that's like, like what's going on. So like how I'm getting through, like, so I like for example, we bought a camper. And so the title of that section of my video was like how I'm obsessing about camper life. And I just like shared links to things I had bought or was watching or doing, you know, this upcoming one is like how I'm, getting through how I'm waiting for vacation week, right? And it's just like things I'm doing. So it's just like the ways to connect in fun different ways. Every business can do it. Like even VidIQ could be doing this or you could offer a checklist of everything a new channel needs to know to get started or 10 things every channel needs to do to get to the next level in their YouTube career or YouTube journey or whatever it would be. Like for me, it's, I have a content planning worksheet, the foundation of everything in online marketing starts with content planning, grab my checklist. And then, or depending on if I'm doing different things, like if I'm talking about StreamYard, I'm going to go get my StreamYard, my free StreamYard overlays. I'm talking about um, live streaming, go get my free live streaming checklist. It's going to give you everything you need to do before you hit the live button. So it's like, resources to help people and then they get into my my sphere of desiree if they unsubscribe i don't care like that's the thing. i don't care if people leave because i don't want them to be a part of they're going to subscribe bye felicia it's like it's like a bad boyfriend i don't need you in my life if you don't want to be a part of this and but the people that do that are there they do care they do click they do watch and it helps my it helps my affiliate links it helps with my watch time it helps with my my views on my channel, like there's just so much benefit to it. And it also helps with like my, my sponsors, like StreamYard is a sponsor of my channel. Every time I make a video, they know it goes to my email list. It's dedicated to them and they get attention and views and all that kind of stuff to support their product and tool. Right. Same with vidIQ. vidIQ partners with me for the women of YouTube podcast. And then they know I'm promoting the email to my list and they know that, you know, it's, it's aligning with their, va- their values and stuff. Like I said, it's just so beneficial. There's so, it's so much more important to use YouTube to grow your list and to use YouTube to get views and subscribers because using subscribers don't give you money. And the thing that's also great about business related YouTube channels is our CPMs are higher. 
Like we're not like Doritos and Mountain Dew and Google putting an ad before this video. Our stuff is like email marketing and advertisements for tools and products related to business. And so our cost per click, so we get more in ad revenue. Like it, it, there's just so much, there's so much benefit to building something outside of YouTube by using YouTube. Yeah. So it sounds like um, the journey for a potential customer between the video itself and maybe a purchase of some kind, you need to create or remove the friction by, as you say, offering even more free tools, like, you know, like a free checklist and then maybe free resources and free, free, free. So that, as you say, we're, we're getting more into the Desiree world until at some point they relate to you and trust you enough to say, now I want to invest financially to, to gain even more from, from what Desiree can offer me as a product and a service. Yes. It's a sales cycle, right? Like business owners are super familiar with the sales cycle, super familiar with the funnel. Like I'm getting people into my funnel and it starts with YouTube. And then from there, everything I do is to support the people in my funnel. I, for as many views as I have, like I I average, you know, for my channel with 22,000 subscribers, I average about 110,000 views a month. My email list probably grows only a few hundred a day, a week, like, like it's not massive. So it's not like I'm converting every person that views. I'm giving every person that views the opportunity to learn more about something that they could help them. And those are the people that I want to talk to, which is a point of leads. Sort of like when you pay for advertising, like I pay for clicks. I pay to get my membership. I pay to get my, my restaurant. I pay to get my service-based business in front of my target demographic. Right, and it gets blanketed to let's just say a thousand people in a day, but only five percent click. Right, and giving that everyone that those people have the opportunity to get value from me, but the five percent, those people, I am gonna—they're the ones that are the most interested. Those are the ones I want to focus on. It has got me thinking from a vidIQ perspective because I think we have a, quite a big ask from a viewer in that. You know, to use our software, they have to sign up and authenticate their channel, which, you know, there's quite a trust factor involved in that. So maybe we need to start thinking about an extra PDF file that we can include in, in a description that's just a little bit extra if it's given away for free for that, you know, just that extra little notch in a column of, of trust building. So, yeah, I'm curious now. I'm, I may have to start investigating that. Like I said, you can think like anyone can do this, right? Like it's like yeah, yeah. one of the things, like I said, we've talked before, like I'm good talking about business. I am not good talking about gaming channels, right? Or entertainment based channels. But I do know that, that behind the scenes, the you get to a point as a creator where you're like, okay, where is the money coming from this? Not from ads. What's the business of this channel I'm making? And so then it's the responsibility. Like, okay, how do I convert this in some way, shape or form? And, and how can I track it? How can I add value to potential sponsors and people? Because it'd be great. So let's say Google Play is coming to you to promote some new app that they have that's a game. It would be really great. If like, yeah, okay, I have 100,000 subscribers. And I have this many views. But the same person, or the, a different channel, same views, whatever. It's like, oh, I also have an email list. Who do you think that they're going to give their money to? Right? Or, or who do they're going to give more money to? Right. Like that's even the thing, like the more you can help them convert sales, the better. 
like from a like I uh, recently did a coaching with a publication that is looking to offer more value to their sponsors and to and and promote their articles more because they're print they're print media and they also do online they're trying to do more so they're doing the live streaming and one of the things they didn't know that you can do is bot marketing within Facebook where you can type a word in to trigger hey type in five and the bot activates and you can collect an email address and when I told them that they could do that they were like oh my gosh our sponsors our our sales team would go nuts for that because we could sell more to our sponsors because we can give them such a greater access to, to our listeners, to our viewers. Same thing applies with trying to get those emails in. And then what's cool, what you can do when you're bringing people in, if you have automation on the back end, I know that we're getting deep into this, but if you have automation on the back end, you can take them through more videos and take them through more processes. So like you guys have playlists on vidIQ's YouTube channel. That's like, how to get started. Like I have shared the video for the playlist of like the 30 day plan. Like you have 30 days this is what you do. So let's say you had said in the beginning of that video, get our checklist. It's going to help you walk through what we go over in these 30 days. So you can mark it off. And then five days later or three days later, the new video gets a new email gets sent to them with some sort of level of follow-up related to the first video. And then there's like a 10 day, like, and you can funnel them through, like, and support them through this process. And then when day 20 happens, or I think is when you say kick in vid IQ, they'll be ready and they will do it. And it allows them to have a process and go through getting them into it in that way, shape or form. Like what I do with my content planning where she is, okay, now that you've planned it, now you need to schedule it. So here's my content uh, planning spreadsheet where you can take your plan and put it into a calendar to make it work for you. Like there's all these things that you can do. You expand your options so much more by having that. I know it's a lot. Sorry guys. We're listening. <laughs> there's, there's a lot to consider there. We've talked about the production. We've talked about, you know, mailing lists and additional resources. I'm almost afraid to ask because I don't know. I, I, I can't possibly imagine what, what will come to this question, but what other considerations might a small business have on YouTube that a, a get, I guess a quote regular YouTuber wouldn't have? That is to say a regular YouTuber being somebody who doesn't have a small business, they're starting a channel, it could be about anything versus someone who's going in with these, these business-minded goals. Okay, so I have a good example for this. So it started COVID, everything got shut down. And one of my followers, Women of YouTube Podcast, her name was Deborah. She runs a, she runs a studio that did like music education or like the mommy and me music sort of things. Like I even took my kids to something like this similar in the town I live in. Her entire business was, was relevant to people bringing their kids to her studio and they had time together. And in literally the matter of a day, she shut down her whole business and she had to move it into a a new way. So she's like, okay, how am I supposed to make money now? What do I do? Well, she also ran into a weird complication where all of the music that she was using was copyrighted. So she couldn't put it up onto her YouTube channel. So what she ended up doing is she started writing her own songs and putting them up on YouTube and kind of walking moms and parents through things that they could do with their kids about music education and like using things they have on the house and padding and, and shakers with rice and all this kinds of stuff. And what she's done is she's built up her channel. She's got, she's got really good views. She's gathering data. And then she's going to be launching a membership 
where parents can join in to what she's doing. And she's also doing a course where parents can buy the course and work through everything that she has to do it. So it's sort of this idea. It's like when you have a business versus I just want to become a YouTuber, you have a different, I think, mentality going into it. I also feel like this is a broad generalization. I feel like when I'm going into YouTube as a business owner, I already have a business. I already have something I'm selling. I already have something I'm doing. And I want to use YouTube as a way to allow for that to continue to grow, especially for the long term. Because YouTube is a long as a long term plan versus like advertising is a right now plan. Like if you need money now, you do ads. If you want to make sure you have a system in place for long term organic leads, you use YouTube. And so I think like that is like that big that big difference or like what, what happens in, in that regard. I think if people went into YouTube to make it a business out the gate, it'd be a totally, totally different thing for them. Is, is that um, business person intending to return to a predominantly brick and mortar style business in the future or has COVID slash her YouTube channel fundamentally changed the direction of her business it's fundamentally changed what her business in fact i'm actually have her on the schedule to interview soon about this but yeah everything she's fundamentally changed how she's doing because she's like i can reach parents anywhere yeah versus relying on my community to have kids and then Mm -hmm. seek me out I, i bet there's so many more stories like that too out there oh yeah there's tons like I think one of the most famous people in the YouTube space that's done this is Roger, the expert plumber. Roger has over like 250,000 subscribers. He just talks about plumbing. I don't say just long. Plumbing is really important. But the story of how Roger came to have success is he went to social media marketing world in 2000 and I want to say 19, no, 18, 2018. And his wife called him and told him, we only have a month left until we're out of business. Like we only have that much money because we're not getting leads and we're really struggling. So he's at social media marketing world and he just obsessed about what to do. And he learned about YouTube while he was there. And in that, and at that point he came back and implemented everything. And he turned, he turned to YouTube to solve this problem for him. And because of YouTube, the financial opportunities that have happened for him are astronomical. Not only is he getting ad revenue, not only is his, is he expanded his plumbing business, but now he's teaching other people how to start their own plumbing business. How do people, you know, starting his own school. He does a ton of like YouTube consulting and he has his own like team that just does YouTube videos for his channel and the interviews. Like it's, it's been phenomenal. And I know that he also had like a big spike too, cause he's in Texas. There was the big spike that he had too, through that winter vortex that we had where he had a net, like people were having all those plumbing issues and he was like, okay, I gotta help this community out too and do stuff. So it's just like, you never know what's going to happen down the road, but YouTube is not going anywhere. And at the same time, if you want your business to have longevity, you have to look at everything that you do on YouTube as a business. And you have to ask yourself, how can I use this video to convert business? And it's not in the same, it's any business. Converting business can be 
watching future videos? How can I get them? How can I get sponsors to give me money with my email list? How can I sell a membership? How can I sell a course? How can I sell an affiliate link? Having going into your videos with that intention that yes, I'm going to create the best video I can. I'm going to entertain people. I'm going to make sure my quality is on point. I'm going to make sure I have a good keyword. I have a good title, but I have to go into the video knowing how am I going to convert this into business? How is this going to convert business for me in three months, six months, a year? And they have to think about it that way. Because if you don't look at it like a business, it's just a hobby. And the hobby is what you want. That's great. But a hobby will never make you money. The plumber you were referring to is Roger Wakefield, correct? Yes, Roger yeah. Wakefield. I'm just on his channel now. Uh, he's up to 300,000 subscribers now. <laughs> he has six videos over a million views. Yes. And I, I just think this is his most popular video. And just think about how this title is perfect for YouTube. Real plumber tries awful plumbing hacks from five minute crafts. So he's kind of putting his expertise against what you might generally find on YouTube, which is a fantastic hook yes. uh, as a video. Yeah. So like I said, he started off solving problems. Like if you go to his oldest video, yeah. his oldest videos are problem solving videos. Right? You have to start somewhere. Problem solving videos is where you start and then you can migrate away from search-based content into suggested placed content. Like that video, suggested content. How to unclog your toilet, that's a that's a searched mm-hmm. term. Yeah. It's very different. Yeah. This advice, as always, transcends any kind of channel. You know, you don't you don't have to be somebody who has a small business to benefit from that. I mean, we, it's exactly what we tell people in the gaming space, anywhere. You, you want to start out by providing some value, by giving people something that they could find. Because no one knows who you are yet. You're not, you know, you can't hope to get suggested if, you know, you haven't built anything yet. But if you're going to go in and, and build this methodically, it's always, it just seems over and over again, this is always the advice. First, provide some value. 10 videos, 50, 100 videos of just like how, how to. to do something, you know. And then... Once you learn YouTube, once you do that, once you start building that audience, you can start to try out these different ideas, you know, mm-hmm. and slowly expand. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you think the these... first video, the first video you make, have an opt-in to get people's email address. <laughs> 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 I know it sounds terrible, and but I tell you, it's starting out the gate because you have to remember, while it's your first video. Someone could, that doesn't matter. Like when it shows up as the answer to someone's question, I don't care how many videos you've done before it to qualify what you're doing, right? First video, ask for that email every single time. I think if if we just want to help like any business right now in terms of idea generation, because that can sometimes be a struggle to begin with. Uh, the three recommendations I would suggest is how to verb, so how to fix, how to build, how to craft, et cetera, et cetera blank whatever your business is top x of something in your field of interest so listicle or as you mentioned earlier on desiree the the verses the comparisons work really well because you're you're not only are you using two keywords well probably three keywords in terms of one location one location and then what you're talking about maybe real estate and then because it's a versus you're generating a bit of an opinion as well which can lead to intrigue and then discussion within the content. And you should be able to get at least 10 ideas from those three different titling strategies. Yes, exactly. I'd also include not just how to, but what is. Hmm. 
answering know, a question. Yeah, yeah, answering yeah. a question. Yeah, yeah and like what Should is you? how to where is where is how, mu yeah. how much? Yeah. How much should I pay to get my car fixed? How much should I pay for a house in Phoenix? You know, there's, there's a lot you can do with it. Like I said, solve problems. Yeah. It's suggest later. As a business owner, you should know all of these. Uh, you should know all of many of these questions. 100%. Uh, and sometimes it's almost you feel as if, but that's too easy. That's too much of an easy thing to go after. But that's actually exactly what you should be going after to begin with, solving the simple problems. If you are a business owner, I would ex you have to be the expert. Yeah. You have to be the expert in this. Like you can't go into YouTube and tell people how to fix their toilet if you've never actually fixed toilets. Like going into YouTube. For business, like I said, you usually have an established business, which means you know what you're doing. When I got into YouTube in 2017, I had been a social media marketer for eight years already. I had better flip and know what I was doing, right? It's just one of those things. And, and like, you are the expert. And this is also why starting with the questions you get asked all the time is the best way to start because they're the easiest for you. So it really breaks down a lot of your discomfort that you should have in front of a camera. Right? If you know what you're talking about, it makes it so much easier. Unless you're an entertainment channel and you don't know how to do any of these things, but you make comedy out of trying all of these things. That's not business advice, by the way. That's just for other YouTube creators who have some crazy, wacky ideas on how to do stuff. Yeah, and then you're then you're called to action. Like, if you want to watch me do more wacky, crazy things, get make sure you uh, get on my email list so I can tell you when my next video comes out. And buy some merch. <laughs> It happens later and eventually. Like I said, <laughs> I believe in the one call to action in the video yeah. and the call to action should be to get on your list. I think you can add in the pop-up ones like the subscribes and bells and like that kind of thing can be like a visual cue, but the actual direct you asking them to do something should not be about subscribing. It should be about the list. Because when do you use... When do you usually suggest to add that call to action? Is there a specific point in a video? Like towards the beginning, the middle, right after There's the value? There's a lot of different answers to this that people will say. My experience is this. I have a formula for this. You start out by connecting with your audience around the problem. It was like, so if I was to use the mechanic situation, or let's just use um, like the real estate situation. It's like, are you moving from San Francisco to Houston suburb? I was like, this can be really, it's a really big, scary move. And I am here to help in this video. I'm going to show you 10 things that you can't get in San Francisco that we have here. Okay, so we have the problem. We connect and tell them like what we're going to do. We validate their feelings within there. And we say who we are to establish expertise. Hi, my name is Desiree. And I am a real estate agent for eXp Realty in Houston. And I've been doing this since 2010. Okay, it's like now before we dive into this, to make your move easier, I want you to grab my relocation guide that I have for you down in the description below. It's going to help you learn everything that you need to know about moving to Houston. Number one, and then you get in the meat, right? Because the majority of your retention is, is, like, is lost the longer, like you lose retention generally, especially I think in this service-based niche, you lose interest as it goes down the video. So if you wait till the end, you're not, you're a lot less likely to get that than if you start at the beginning, 
right? So I'm not saying like right away, like, hi, welcome to the video. Go grab my checklist. Like, no, do this, establish expertise, make the ask. I, I just want any business out there, business owner out there who's listening and, and never really considered YouTube to maybe also just use your imagination a little bit because you might still be looking at what you do and thinking, I just don't know how this is a YouTube channel. And I would like you to take a look at a channel that blew up during the pandemic. They're called Clear Value Tax. And this was somebody who started making videos during the, you know, the peak of COVID and started making videos about stimulus checks, a tax expert, and basically set every day would update people on what's the status of the stimulus check, who's going to get one, uh, how does it affect you and, and your finances and blah, 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 blah. All this, like what you would assume is really kind of mundane stuff. And now they're at 1.31 million subscribers. Uh, they posted a video three hours ago. They post daily still. And they talk about stimulus checks. They talk about uh, money for home buyers and childcare. And it's always related to financials and tax and things like that. And, it, it, you know, it, you can make a channel of it out of anything is my the moral of the story. Their, channel, their production value could not be more basic. They have like no <laughs> thumbnails. They have an excessive <laughs> amount of white space around them. And a, it's like a beige wall. Just, and he's holding his notes and giving yep. information. The one I always use as the example is, oh, he's a, his whole channel is around drywall. Paul, Paul Peck. Yes, Paul yeah. Peck. From, from, and he has a whole channel about drywall. If he uh, can have 174,000 subscribers talking about drywall and showing off how to drywall and crazy drywall, like things that he does. You can make a channel out of whatever your business is about. <laughs> I do have this running joke with Paul that uh, there are YouTube topics for everything, including watching paint dry. Yeah, this is watching drywall dry, right? But yeah, it's just <laughs> this is like, before the paint. <laughs> like, and, and yeah, and, and his channel was pre-pandemic. Like he's been around yeah, for a bit, is. so there is literally a channel. Everyone has a YouTube channel in them. And I believe that you can make your YouTube channel into a business as long as you lay your foundation for business in mind out the gate. And I think that that's where you will have success. And I think that the beauty of YouTube is you can future-proof your income with YouTube because it will put you in a position to think of other ways to add revenue besides what you're doing right now as a service-based business or product-based business. There's a lot of options for you that are become available the more you're in there. And so it's important to collect that information right out the gate. That way, when you have something, you have people to share with. So uh, before we wrap up today, uh, do you have any final thoughts to, to put a help, maybe put a bow on this, this whole conversation? <sighs> I mean, any YouTuber, anyone who is listening, remember this is a business and you are a business and you need to think of this like a business. Even if it's day one, it was day 100, day 1000, no matter what your subscriber count is, no matter what you have going on, it's a business. Think of it like a business and you will be able to like leaps and bounds, like future proof your income, make money and have success. Success is not a subscriber count. Success is money in the bank. Thank you for saying that, by the way, because the subscriber count is, it, it, we all hold it to such regard, but it's, it's a vanity metric. And it's it's fun. It's fun to watch it build. It's fun to get that play button. But 
everything you said, especially as it pertains to having a business, making money, making doing YouTube as a career or a second source of income alongside your current business. All these things are, are possible. I have a my chiro. I'll close with a story. My chiropractor is in his mid fifties, and he is trying to figure out how to restructure his business so he's not working so hard. And the thing that he keeps saying to me is, "I physically cannot keep going at this pace." This is literally someone whose job it is is to help other people be physically healthy. And I had this moment with him where I was like, you need to have a way to exit your business while also still continuing to make revenue. Like if he's sick, no one gets treated that day. Right. If one of his people like that help him is out, he is backed up out the door. And it's like, and he's limited because this is the only way that he makes money. And when I talked to him about, you should have a YouTube channel where you're educating people about like the foundation of chiropractic health and how to do things themselves and fix themselves at home and stuff. Because what you can do is not only build a following and get some form of ad revenue, but you'll be able to have affiliates. You'll be able to sell your course. You'll be able to create a course and sell your course. You'll be able to create a membership of some kind. And it will ultimately, the highest dollar thing is it will drive leads in to your chiropractic business. And by having these other things, it gives you the financial freedom to be able to hire somebody to replace you. That's what people don't think about in business, right? Like how can I, how can my business stop being centered around me? How can my business not live or die by me showing up to work every day? And the best way, my opinion, circuit 2021 is with YouTube. Well, thank you so much for uh, coming on today and sharing all this with us. Uh, Just as a quick reminder, where can uh, everybody find you? You can find me at youtube.com forward slash Mrs. Desiree Rose or just YouTube me at Desiree Martinez. And of course, please listen to the Women of YouTube podcast, womenofyoutube.com. We're in all of the places and you can be a man and listen and enjoy. I promise. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. We will see you next time. Thank you all. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk brought to you by vidIQ. Head over to vidIQ.com slash Tube Talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.